The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Throughout the season, our power rankings were sponsored by Toyota, and for that, we are incredibly grateful. So we're getting a little pop today here from the Super Bowl. Thank you again, Toyota. And we're going to try to twist the power rankings into a power ranking of the best offensive weapons in Super Bowl 58. We did a draft earlier this week of the best defensive players when Shereen Williams was with us. Let's do a little draft as we await your good friend Steve Young to join us. Yeah. Uh, the best offensive weapons. He was once a pretty good offensive weapon in he Super was. Bowl 29. The best weapons 29 Super Bowls later in 58. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it starts with somebody we brought up already in this show, and, and I think we've hit on him a few times. Is Christian McCaffrey is going to be the first guy I'm going to take, right? Uh, I think you would probably do the same thing if you had the first pick. McCaffrey won, I mean, one of the best football players in, in the league. Great runner. We know that. So there's not only that, but then has elite route running ability. I mean, can do things like, Wes Welker and Julian Edelman as far as in the slot and being a mismatch that way. To me, he is the the most intriguing pawn in this football game to see how the Chiefs defend him, especially when he's out playing wide receiver or in the pass game. I think that's what's going to really stress the Chiefs out. Did I misunderstand the rules? Are quarterbacks off limits in this? Uh, you know Are what? I thought off they limits? were. Are they off limits? I Oh, okay. no quarterbacks. Well, I was wondering, like, what I know. the hell is what you're waiting for? I don't know why I thought that, too, but I thought, yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Maybe so you're right. It's this not is really the Patrick there. Mahomes Memorial Best Offensive <laughs> Weapons draft. Okay, and yes, Christian McCaffrey, obviously yep. the best of the best. I got to go Travis Kelsey, especially yeah. given the way he's played lately. There were some moments during the season where people were wondering with some of the drops and is he losing his focus? And you can lose your focus. You can lose your ability to be as determined and motivated and driven and everything that you need to be when you're on a football field if you're going to Brazil during your bye week. You're allowed to. It's your bye week. But if you have other things off the field that are taking you away from your focus, you can become distracted. There's nothing distracting him now. He is determined to try to get another Super Bowl ring. He said earlier this week, his girlfriend Taylor Swift got a lot of hardware at the Grammys. He needs to bring home some hardware, too. Right. He needs to bring another Super Bowl ring home, number three for him, number three for Patrick Mahomes. And he, I think, will be unstoppable in this game. Yeah, I mean, just like we talked about McCaffrey, right, Kelsey's that kind of guy for them. They're going to move him everywhere. They're going to put him in bunches. They're going to stack him behind people. And they're going to go, wait, we're creating plays for him. 
how far all in are you going to go to stop him to where now you might compromise leaving somebody else open down the field or whatever else? I predict he's going to throw a pass in the game. Ooh. I, I, listen, I don't think that's a crazy prediction. You're right. With them, the way they play, they always seem to have a few trick plays for these football games. I wouldn't be crazy. And I wouldn't be shocked to see them break something out like that. We know they're certainly not scared to do that stuff. Maybe not to Mahomes, but to right. somebody. Right. Remember yeah. there was that play where he kind of acted like he was going to throw the ball. It was a third down. He threw, they threw a screen out to him on the left side. And there was a guy there, so he basically pulled the Mahomes, right? Or he was thinking about action. That's he the was. thing. It was but either I don't the think he wasn't at, There was actually nobody downfield. Yeah. I did watch that on film because okay. I was like, wait, was he supposed to throw this, right? So I, I was interested in that as That's well. That's the kind of thing that gives – People ideas exactly as right. they're in the laboratory coming up with the plays. Exactly hey, right. Maybe he can throw this. We saw him throw the ball across the field in the Kadarius Tony play that got wiped out because Kadarius Tony didn't line up Incredible. properly. So so far, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, who's your next yeah, one? Yeah, the next one, oof, this is where it gets really, really I, I think this is where I'll go i I'll go Debo Samuel. You know, Debo to me is kind of the the X factor of this football game. I say that because in as route running and playing receiver, he's not the greatest against man-to-man coverage. And we know that the, the Chiefs play a lot of man-to-man, and they got some guys over there that can feel they can feel comfortable and go, we're okay with them on an island against this group. Uh, but it is all the other stuff he does as well. Is he going to be returning kicks? We've seen him do that. He's dangerous at that. And then it's the reverses and the wide receiver screens, right, that really are – like Shanahan's system is awesome. You're worried about system, system, system. And then they have these wrinkle plays like you're watching here on TV right now where it's like, hey, here's a system play. You've seen this play before. Oh, it's actually a trick. And we're throwing the reverse or the screen to Debo Samuel. And that's where he is special. You see right there, that's zone coverage. When it's zone in their space, Debo is dangerous. When there's not as much space like the Chiefs play, and we've seen Debo in these type of games not always like maybe perform to the level we expect because of the style of defense, I'll be interested to see what they do to get him the ball early on and get him going. Even though it doesn't fit with the whole high-flying Chiefs passing offense, Isaiah Pacheco is a critical offensive weapon in this game. We know what he can do. We know how he runs the ball, how he can set the tone how he can get a defense backpedaling and maybe soften it up for the passing attack or just grind the clock if you need to grind the clock. Whatever you need to do. They run the ball more than they ever have. They are willing to embrace the talents and skills of Isaiah Pacheco. And he's, to me, a guy who is potentially a low-key MVP candidate. Just if he would have 130 rushing yards and a couple of touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, how do you not give it to him? Mahomes only has 230 passing or whatever, something like that. He's one of the guys that could end up being the MVP, so I think he could have a big game for the Chiefs, especially if the Chiefs are going to win. If they win, it's going to be in part because he's made a big contribution. Uh, I would agree there. I mean, they're they're where, like, hey, years passed – I'd have been like, man, I don't know. Can Andy Reid really run the ball in this game? Will he really try to stay patient with it? That's not a question anymore. I mean, I think this is the first year ever we can really go, no, Andy, he's shown he'll be patient. He'll play that style of game. He's comfortable with the game being ugly and defensive, you know, minded that way. And that's where the Chiefs have become more dangerous. And I wouldn't be shocked that in that facet, not only have people run on the the, the – 49ers as of late also hey I mean the 49ers got a lot of offensive weapons they got a lot of them 
And, you know, that's another way to kind of protect your defense a little bit, keeping them off the field. I, I could certainly see that as part of the game plan. All right, round three. I'm going to go with another niner. I'm going to go with George Kittle. You know, we're ended up on I'm getting first pick, so I got all that's the all right. niners. You got the Chiefs. I would have taken the Chiefs anyway. Yeah, you would have? All right. So Kittle, yeah, Kittle's another X factor in this football game. Great run blocker, we know that. Maybe not as gifted as Travis Kelsey in the past game, but it's not far behind. Right, And we know he can make some plays after the catch. There's a physical nature about him. He can run through arm tackles. He still has very good speed to get up the field and get an extra 15 or 20 yards. We saw that the last few weeks. So, yeah, Kittle, the run game, McCaffrey, you're worried about that. And then that's when they slide in, you know, George Kittle right behind the linebackers on a play-action pass, and that's where the 49ers are a handful. It's that McCaffrey-Samuel-Kittle combination over the middle of the field that's very hard to stop. I'm going to go with a guy who did not have as great of a rookie season as we thought he would, yeah. but he's come on in the postseason right. along with the rest of the pass catchers, Rasheed Rice. Right. He could end up having a major impact on this game. If it's not there to Kelsey or on the plays where – Patrick Holmes doesn't throw it to Kelsey. Rasheed Rice is a guy who's proven he can get open, he can make the catches, he can make a big play. We know Kadarius Toney is somebody they can't count on at this point. Definitely For not. whatever reason. No. Injury, not injured. Personal reasons, not personal it's reasons. It's like bad juju doghouse, right not now. Doghouse. The whole like, thing's bad. I, I feel like yeah. they're like, eh, just stay away because it's, I, just, I think it's that, bad karma. I don't think we ever really talked about this, but I feel like it's kind of a an implicit low-key suspension without calling it a suspension yeah. because they can't send him home with pay like Andy Reid once did with Terrell Owens. Right. So let's just get through the season, and we'll we'll trade you, and we'll move on, right. and let's just not make waves. But I'll be surprised if he even plays in the game. Okay, maybe he will, but I'll are be surprised. We, are we crazy that we didn't pick, like, Brandon Ayuk at all? Yes, you know? we're crazy. That's where I'm like... You know, Ayuk would be the guy that, you know, I feel guilty about. I mean, he was the leading receiver. He's the second-team All-Pro. Right. I mean, he is the the number one receiver in this football game. Made that great catch. Made the Lynn Swan catch. Exactly right. I just, you know, it's it's hard. I feel guilty about making him number four, right? But Debo is such a weapon and such an X factor with some of the creative trick you plays. He's special that way. But Brandon Ayuk, we got to bring him to the conversation. This is a game where you've heard me say throughout the week a little bit, this is an IU game. This would be because well, I just talked about Debo against man-to-man, not the best. IU second-team All-Pro, like you said, but I'm not like going to say he's superstar JJ, you know, Justin Jefferson or Tyree Kill. It's not that. This to me, he is his ability because Legarius Sneed is going to be on him, and Legarius Sneed is one of the best corners in football, right? Can IU? When they go, hey, we're worried about the run. We're playing man. We're in your face. Is Ayuk going to beat Legarius Sneed on a consistent basis? I don't think so. But See, I remember it only takes a few Kill. plays. I remember you know? Tyreek Hill. He better be able to get off the line. If you can do that to Tyreek Hill, you can usually do that to anybody, yeah. right? Okay. Another topic that I want to get to, and there's two pieces that I think have a thread yeah. between them. We begin with Clark Hunt yesterday. And – we gave our buddy, oh, Chris Maddama Russo, the ammunition when it was time to sit down with Chiefs owner Clark Hunt and to ask him some pointed questions about the possibility of Andy Reid retiring. Here's our buddy, Chris Maddog Russo, yesterday with Chiefs owner Clark Hunt on Andy Reid's future. I know there's, there's been some whispers that maybe he's thought about calling it quits. Now, that may be, you know, he wins here. He's 65 years of age. Maybe he takes a little blow. 
Have you heard, I'm sure you talked to him about that. Can you address that for me? Uh, so I've heard the same reports uh, that you have and uh, have been surprised to see so many of them out there uh, because I have no sense from Andy uh, that he's ready to retire. So you haven't asked him. You haven't said anything to him. You just feel that he's uh, we, we, into it. Yeah, we have that conversation each offseason. And uh, so, you know, that's a conversation we'll have at the end of the year. But I, I'm not expecting him to retire. He loves what he's doing. I know he's energized uh, by the team that he has. I know he loves coaching Patrick Mahomes. He's got a generational quarterback. Why leave him? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I look forward to having Andy as our head coach for many more years. So a couple of important things there. First of all, we did help Chris Mad Dog Russo yesterday to come up with a line we were, of questions. We were the ones whispering he, him to Not him. that he couldn't have come up with it on his own. Right. A very strategically timed drink of water by Clark Hunt as he was bracing for his answer to the question. But the one thing that really jumped out at me, look, he said, we have the conversation every year in the offseason. Yeah. We'll have it this They haven't had it yet. Yeah. He doesn't know no. whether or not he's thinking about it. No. He doesn't know what he's going to do. No. And the genesis of my reporting on it all along has been the Chiefs have reason to have the possibility blinking on the radar screen that he is going to go. If he doesn't, right. great. But they're at least preparing for the possibility that he does. I, I think in NFL circles, a lot of people think that this is a possibility. You know, I, I, I think there's been you know, thoughts of these kind of things that have filtered out of Andy Reid for maybe the last year or two, right? So it's on a few people's radar. And I think the most important thing, whether it's real or not, and like, let's just say it's real, they're just they're not going to bow to that right now. Andy Reid doesn't want that to be something that takes over his locker room right now. He wants to focus on the 49ers, his own football team, and I think he can kind of look at this, and I think he's right, where it could be kind of a distraction. And I think that's where Clark Hunt is kind of doing the same thing, uh, where yeah, he's trying to squash it. We'll see. But I think we both feel that, yeah, that this is, this is a possibility after this game is over. Possibly related to the question of whether or not Andy Reid walks away. How about this little nugget? And we're going to hear both from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes on this. They had a visitor before the AFC Championship game. They had an old friend come back to town who technically was still the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, Eric Bieniemy, visiting with the Chiefs. Here's Reid and Mahomes talking about that. He actually came in and talked to our team um, before our last game. So he uh, uh, talked to the offensive guys and hung out with us uh, in our meetings. So I have had a chance to talk to him. Um, he's, he's still up for a couple jobs. It's always great to have EB um, in the building. Just, just being there and um, the energy that he brings and the mentality that he brings, you can just you can feel just because he's, he's, he's has that intensity, but he loves it. He loves being there. He loves being a part of the team and, and being a part of, a, um, of that culture. And so just having him back in the building was, was really cool and listening to him talk and um, his energy. I mean, it just kind of got everybody. You could ask guys, I, mean, I think guys had a little bit of like chill bumps today. Like, hey, we got EB's back here. And um, obviously, he didn't get that head coaching opportunity, but I'm excited for him to, to continue to coach football and to continue to make his impact on the game. Hey, there's nothing like somebody saying the word chill bumps to bolster what you and I have been kicking around. Andy Reid walks away, and Eric Bieniemy becomes the coach. And this is a perfect way to set it up. Whatever Clark Hunt otherwise may be thinking, whoever he might be planning to try to hire if Andy Reid retires, yeah. 
There will be, I believe, and this clinches it for me. If Andy Reid does retire, we will hear Patrick Mahomes say, I want Eric Bieniemy to be my head coach. Good luck, Clark Hunt, hiring anybody else when the greatest player in football today and one of the greats of all time, fresh off of a third Super Bowl win, says, I want Eric Bieniemy." You put those two together, Chris, and I feel more strongly than ever that it's there. I don't know whether he's going to do it. Right. But it's starting to feel like there is something being orchestrated. I hear that. That that. whole Eric Bannemi visit makes it feel like somebody is waving. Is it one? It's one baton. Yeah. You do that. Somebody is orchestrating this potential handoff from Reed to Bannemi. It it does feel that way. Agree with you there, right? You know, whether that's head coach or he comes back to the offensive staff next year, I don't know. But, you know, I hear what you're saying totally. I do. We heard Mahomes during the middle of the season talk about they missed EB, the enforcer, right? You know, I think you had heard me say that even before that, right, on the show, where I had gotten the feeling from people out there in Kansas City, yeah, that's what they were missing a little. You know, Biennemi, not afraid to yell at Kelsey, not afraid to yell at Mahomes, tell them you're not playing good, whatever. I think there's an element there. It's part of the reason I think Biennemi is going to be a really good head coach. I just don't know if they'll ever be able to politic enough to be, be that, right? You know, not everybody can take old-school coaching anymore. The Chiefs are one of those teams that can. Andy Reid's got an old-school way about him. Mahomes growing up with his dad in Major League Baseball. He knows old-school. Kelsey's old-school, right? So I think they're one of the few teams that could understand the old-school mentality and, you know, sometimes getting mother-effed by the head coach and telling you all those things where it's not really cool with this day-and-age athlete this team has those kind of guys. They've recruited those guys that are, we want football guys, we want gym rats, and if you tell them they're not doing good and you want to swear at them, they can handle it. And that's why they're the Chiefs and why they're tough as hell, too. I wonder what the commanders think of Eric Bieniemy hanging out with the Chiefs. Now, they hadn't fired him, but they had they, could they have disrespected not yet hired Dan Quinn. Come on. I'm trying to yeah. remember the no, past I don't couple think they of weeks. Yet. They had not yet hired Dan Quinn. He no. was still in the running to be head coach of the commanders. And I just wonder whether or not they were okay with it or whether he even cares. Because it's like, are you really Yeah, the writing was on the wall, me? I'm sure. Yeah. Right. How did that stay quiet that Eric Bieniemy visited with the Chiefs? And it almost feels like Andy Reid wanted to say it. He didn't have to say yeah. it. Yeah. All they said is if you talked to him recently. Yeah. He said, well, actually, by a matter of fact, he came and hung out with our team before the AFC Championship. He didn't have to say that. I think he's saying it a little bit to give him a little positive pub. Yeah. I think that's the thing. He's he going, said he's still up for a couple of jobs. I don't know what jobs he's up for. I don't know either. Maybe the Chiefs' job. I haven't heard that. You're right. But I think the other reason it gets kept quiet a little bit is because it, it sounds like it was on the road in Baltimore in the hotel, right? So, you know, there's not in those kind of settings, it is a little like, hey, it's just the 53 players, the coaches, that's it. And, you know, it's a little more private. So maybe that's how it it's didn't get out. It's just weird to think. Yeah. I mean, CBS had two sideline reporters at that game. Yeah. They're all over that thing. Yeah, they got the whole pregame heard. show there. Right. How does somebody not catch wind that Eric Bieniemy was in the house last yeah. night for the Chiefs? And I'm not saying they should have. Yeah. It just speaks to how tightly they kept, they kept it so quiet. And then... And then we're going to, are we getting there? Are we wrapping it up? This day and age. Oh, okay. We're going to go to commercial. This day and age, though. I never know what this means. Yeah. I know what this means. (laughs) I don't know what this means. All right. We're taking a break. When we return, Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm looking at the wrong camera. Hello. Hello, friends. Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young joins us next here on PFT Live right after this. Did you hear that? 
That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Set the stage for me what this Super Bowl was like for you. Well, Peter, in San Francisco, if you go to the Super Bowl, you better come home with victory. And so for me, I woke up that morning thinking my life is going to be really different one way or another tonight. And Super Bowl 29 is over. So we finished the game, and I'm spent. The whole field is circled with hundreds of reporters doing their segments, and Lee Steinberg, my agent, wants me to be interviewed by all of them. So around you go, and I'm already spent. I'm getting kind of lightheaded. And you, I don't know how you found it, but a couple of red Gatorades, you know, and I'm just down those as quick as I could. And we finished up and immediately got into the limo. I don't know what it was, but I, I couldn't keep it down. I threw it up. Right there in the back of the limo. I think you were next to me, so I don't think I got any on you. No, you didn't get any on me, but Lee, Lee Steinberg had red shoes that night. It was a memorable Super Bowl moment, that's for sure. Oh, Kerry Collins? That's Peter King with Steve Young from Super Bowl. Oh my! 40, I had never 29. heard that. Oh, you know that story? 29. I never knew that. Peter, Mister, you know Johnny on the spot with all the right, red Gatorade. Right. And uh, he thinks he's getting the in. Like, oh, yeah, I got Gatorades for part you. Part of the story that is Kerry Collins was in the limo because Lee was recruiting him because he was a senior in high in college, Penn State, coming out of Penn State. Right. And he's like, oh, I'll hang out with the Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> all, well, he was right across from me, so he, he got it all. Wow. Well, that's good, though, because Peter is, like, notorious for coughing on everybody. and har, 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 har. So he, he needed that a little needed bit. A little good bit. to get him back. Yeah. Does it seem like it's been 29 years? No. It, for me, it's fast, of course, when you live it. But for other people, uh, for the 49er organization, it does. Uh, it's been, you know, for a team that has, uh, you know, other than from 2000 to 2010, there was like a, a little dead wall. zone. There. Right, right. But really in the last 15 years, they've been almost as efficient as what we were in the 80 to 2000. So, uh, but then be in the mix. And so the 49ers never lost a Super Bowl. That was the theme. And now we've lost a couple. Yeah. So now we're back. And, you know, there's a, like any organization that's built to go the distance, like the expectations the 49ers always have, there's so much more more writing emotionally that if you don't get it done, it's it's like almost double bad. Yeah, right. You know, like right. you can, it, a lot of teams will get there like, oh my gosh, we got the Super Bowl, we lost, but man, it was a great season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 49ers, it's not like, there. no, it's right. like a... It's like the Yankees. You don't say, like, I'd yeah. rather have not gotten there, because right. that's stupid. Right. But in some ways, it feels I like maybe you. it's like, it's so painful. Right. I remember hearing you say years ago, too, that 
the farther you go up the playoff tree, the more it hurts when oh, it's finally time to pull the plug. I mean, honestly, the pain of the Cowboys in 92, that's the most painful moment I've ever had in my athletic career by far. And to, and to leave the field knowing that they're now, they have the podium and they're up there with Terry Bradshaw. That was worse than 93, the 92. Uh, yeah, 93 was, was yeah, 92 was the one that, because they were still home. young. Yeah. They were still not completely formed. Right. And, uh, and that for, that's what got it started. Now yeah. it just got worse, right? right. It just got harder. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and that was, the, that was painful. Uh, and, yeah, I throw up in my mouth every time I talk about it. <laughs> but it makes it even better in 94 when you finally beat them. That makes it well, even that, better. I agree with that. I mean, because the, 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 the Cowboys only got better. Yeah. So the challenge only got more. Right. And so you're talking about two teams, just two Goliaths. Goliaths. Just going at it like, you know, Godzilla and... and, and uh, King Kong, like we just, and everyone knew it. We just waited for it, and then bam. And so, yeah, getting one, Mike, had to happen. You know what I mean? But those, that first one was, yeah, I'd rather just move on. Super Bowl morning, you wake up that morning, like, pits in your stomach, right? There was so, I want to tell everyone, there was so much pressure on you. You were took over for yeah. Joe. I'm just trying to give the audience a little background yeah. here. Well, Everyone's, you, you gotta, can't do it. Joe did it, yeah. right? All that crap. Well, <laughs> so it was the pit that, like? Well, how, just what one was little that? little yeah. anecdote in 1991 right. when I took over. Right. It was midseason and the Gulf War had broken out in the Middle East. Yeah. And it was like November, uh, October of uh, 1991. Yeah. And the San Francisco Chronicle above the fold, San Francisco Chronicle was a headline, big huge headline. The Gulf War, it's Steve Young's fault. <laughs> Super funny, right? Super funny, except I'm living that. <laughs> right, That's yeah, right. I'm living yeah. that front page every day. Yeah. And so, yeah, you go to the morning of the Super Bowl. Yeah. You can imagine that maybe I was, like, could I even stand up? Right. For whatever reason, when you're, and you know this, Chris, you're in the, you're in the mix every week. Right. And you get into a flow. And I think if you would have asked me the the, the game that would maybe maybe felt like that more was the, the Dallas game. Before, uh, that's where I was right? going to go with this. Yeah. So I feel okay. like, but look, I knew that that Super Bowl was going to define my life, yeah, one way or another, right. And so that feeling is odd, and I don't know that you could ever want to be in that spot every day of your life, right? But I remember just I remember Mike Shanahan. I call Mike. Let's go over it against Shanahan. Oh, that's right, his name, right, right, right. Let's go over it again. So and he Super had to Bowl, tell you to stop, right? Well, no, he's like, let's go over it again. Let's yeah, go over yeah, it again. Yeah, right. Finally, he said, look, we've done enough. Right. We're going to throw eight touchdowns. <laughs> and when he said that, I, I chuckled. I was like, that's yeah. funny, Mike, you know. And if we had four at halftime. He said, I told you. So it's the, he helped me a lot that morning. Yeah, to feel confident that and mess, feel good. With that mess. Yeah, because, like, I, I, my next question was going to be, like, did you feel like on that day when you took the field, like, it was kind of inevitable? Because you mm. just beat the Cowboys. Yeah, but you know better. Right. You know better. Right. You've watched enough. Right. You, 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 the, the Chargers were a tough-minded team. Right. They they came kind of I don't know. They went to Pittsburgh and they beat the Steelers at, at home. They were a tough-minded group. And I remember Stanley Richards all week there during the during the Super Bowl. He's like, the middle of the field's closed. Where no one comes in. The, well, I'm the sheriff. We don't come <laughs> And I remember the first play. They <laughs> right third down play, the they middle. Right. Run by Stanley Waters. I run by Stanley. Where's yeah. the, the clothes <laughs> open? I, I, I can't tell. Uh, so, but nothing about the Super Bowl. People say, oh, it was a wipeout. Everyone knew that. Look, it's the NFL. You yeah. don't mess around yeah. until it's over. That's right. At what point, though, did you did you feel like I this is good the at floodgates are open? I mean, we were up at halftime, but they were they, they were pesky. They were around, and I think when we scored to go up. I can't remember exactly. It was the fifth. It was probably the forty-two yeah, touchdown. Right. It's like then, it, you know. Yeah, it was over. Spot, right. Know. 
So uh, fast forward to today when you look at the NFL and you see all the great play callers out there. Is there someone that stands wait, out? Wait, that, all? Because I, well, I see less than 10. Okay. Well, I, I, I agree fair. with you there. Let's see, people, like he knows, we talk about this a lot. We hear a lot of, oh, there's a quarterback problem. I always go, there's an offensive coordinator problem, right? right. 100%. Okay. No, Bad preamble to the question. Both. Okay. There's both problems. Yeah. But there's, there's as many great quarterbacks as there are as many great innovative offensive right. coordinators. Which one would you want to work with? I, I've said this many times, and this is, I, honestly, this is not uh, no, a Homer, I, a homer yeah. answer. If you said to me, Steve, anywhere in the league, run. You can play at your age. You can go back and play. Where would you run? I would run down the street to Kyle Shanahan and to John and what they've built, the talent. But it's the innovation that Kyle has. Right. They think he's an innovative run game guy. Yeah. He's like his dad. It's like, if I need to run, I'm going to innovate through that. Throw it. Give me a guy, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I'll figure out that part of it. So he, he's an innovative. You watch it every week with the plays that he yeah. calls. He manages the position so well when he doesn't have everything that he yeah, wants. right. And a he superstar gets, or whatever. amazing. Right, you know, he's right. been begging for somebody who could. What Mike said to me back in the day, Steve, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to innovate. I'm going to call every play. I want you to protect me. Yeah. That was the most empowering thing when he said right. it. I think that that's why Brock's growing into that space with Kyle. Yeah. Look, I'm going to call it. You protect me. Right. And that's a powerful, that's a powerful relationship if they can get completely there. Well, I, so... Like, take us there. I want you to talk about both quarterbacks, really. Like, Purdy with all this, you know, bull crap, game manager, system guy, right? But it's not, look. It's not, Brock I know. The, no, but it is, because Brock at the end of the game uh, last week, what did he say? I'm not the biggest. Yeah. I'm not the strongest. Right. I'm not the fastest. Right. The prototype today is a dynamic move move around, go get the yards with your legs, yeah. throw it in the pocket, stiff off the defensive lineman, right. sprint out across throw the field. a sidearm ball. Right. right, right. He's not that. Yeah. And he's telling you, right. I'm not that. So get it out of your head. Yeah. So everyone else, you can call him whatever you want. Right. He is not the prototype. Yeah. And when you're not the prototype and you're drafted last in the game, people are going to. Yeah. But what he is, is he is, I, I said with Indiana Jones, like he is somebody Owns the data. You know that was the big part of the of yeah. great football is I own the data. Right. And I am somebody that I the spatial relationships with 22 people, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I get it. Right. And then that, I call it the force, like the Star Wars. Like, I get that whole thing. Yeah. And so call a play. I know I know the play, what you're trying to do. I get the ball out very quickly, very efficiently. Yak, all the stuff that happens when you put the ball out early. I'm super efficient. And if I get in a jam, I'm not stupid. I'm right. not, if I make a mistake, I'm not going to make two. Right. If I make, you know, and so I think in that way, he's somebody that can play for a long time. Yeah, definitely. And I said that about Mahomes. It looks flashier. It looks crazier. It looks more frenetic with Mahomes when he does it. But it's the same idea. They know where their body fits within the other 21 guys on the field, where I can get to, how I can get there. It's much more efficient and compact with Brock Purdy. But it's all about knowing how to get from point A to point B without getting clobbered. And that's the ultimate compliment I want to give Patrick. Because Patrick came in the league as Superman. Yeah, right. I can do anything. And right. he did. Right. But, Mike, you make the point. He actually, after the Super Bowl lost the Bucks, yeah. went back to school. Right. And calmed everything down and said, you know what? Andy told him, to play great football in this league, you can't just put on yeah. the cape. You've got to be Clark Kent. Right. Clark Kent is the person behind this. Is the game manager. Right. Right. Is this one. Just, I'm going to call a great play. Run the play. Get the drop it off for three yards, then run the next play and drop it off for four. And then the Superman cape can come on. It's the maturity of Patrick Mahomes through the years that this year, especially in the playoffs, he looks like a veteran now. With right. That game, just drop it off, drop it off, yeah, drop it off, right, run the football. Right. Right. Patience. Just, 
if I have to put the cape on, no one can put it on better than him. But let's go to Josh Allen. He's asked to put it on too much. Yeah. And because of that, it... We say this all the time. It, it falls apart. It can't apart. always be him. It can't. Right. You got so it falls else. apart. Right. Patrick is in that space now. And, Mike, I give Patrick Mahomes tremendous credit because the challenge of being able to be Superman and then go back to be Clark Kent, that's a maturity issue. And he showed that maturity to be both. And he's only going to get more mature. And he's only going to get better. 100%. I said I was making people miss with my legs when I was 38 years old. It doesn't go away. Yeah. So the idea that you... Oh, over the years, you slowed. No, you, you always have that ability, but the smarter you get in the pocket in the open game of the NFL today, I mean, both of us would love to play today. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it looks so much fun. Yeah. Wide open. Right. And so Patrick Mahomes got a fast start. You think about if he keeps this up for 15 years. Yeah, right. 18 years. Right. He'll have 100,000 yards. <laughs> he might. You're, you're exactly <laughs> you right. You think he'll catch Tom Brady's seven? You need a lot of help. And, and some things just break in your way. It's just like this weekend, something will happen. It'll break one way or another. But, yeah, he can – I mean, he gets the help. He's that kind of a guy for sure. You're uh, – Well, you sure. know what? No one should say seven is for sure. Yeah, no. That's insane. But if he gets I can't this believe one I just said that. But, but, it's just a, he could <laughs> already – I mean – But you get this one this week, you feel it's like, easy to say, but closer. if he has three yeah, – Right. You can almost make the case right. he should already have three or four. Right. So, in that way, you can, uh, you can rightfully say yes, but it's hard – when you say seven, it's insane. I know, it's, it's insane. insane, right? It's, it's insane. insane. It, it really is. Uh, why do you think we're a dying breed, right? Like, where did the lefties go in football? Well, where, have, where have the lefties been? Uh, you're right. Where have they been, right? But, so, I mean, you're the greatest lefty of all time. We right? had a few in your era. Jim Zorn, Kenny Stabler. Boomer. Boomer, right? Then, the, you know, me and Michael Vick, Mark Brunel. Mark. Right? You know, now the, we got two of them. We can put them on it. two hands, right? Right, right. Football's a right-handed sport yeah. more than any other sport that I can think of. Because yeah. it really, every installation, every play is written. You have to draw up a right or left. Right. And it and, always is and, right. And everybody, every coach is And then the, what doesn't make any sense to me, Mike, is that there's 10% of population is lefty, and that's not represented in the NFL. No. Are the, all the great left-handed throwers playing baseball? Yeah, right. That's what I've heard. Yeah. There is a... There's a bias. Yeah. People in football don't like lefties. They don't. Coaches don't want to. I don't want to turn it over. I don't want to do a don't play action play. or a boot this what way. What they don't understand right? is right. we're left-handed, but we we have been trained in right-handed football. The whole way, our so whole don't, life. So don't right. stop. Right. Like, we, right. We, do it your way. Don't <laughs> think of us that way. But they, they have this archaic, immature, stupid bias <laughs> that, like, like Michael Penix, I'm sure everyone's right. like, well, yeah. he's lefty, yeah. and I'm like, Michael's probably scratching his eyeball out. Like, yeah. what are we doing? But it's got to give you an advantage, too, because the defense is preparing against right-handed quarterbacks every single week, and now like, all of a what, sudden it's what, all different. You're one of the innovative minds. Why aren't you one of the offensive coordinators in the league? Yeah. We need you, because yeah. that's exactly yeah. right. It is an advantage, yeah. because I can play righty football, but I can play lefty football, too. Yeah, right. There's an advantage in it. And there Chris is. knows that as there well. There is. There, or, or in a game, when you do run to your left or you do stuff like that a few times, I'd always get a defensive guy every now and then. Like, goes, Damn, I forgot you were a lefty. lefty. Damn it, I, th- I forgot you were coming out this way. Um, I do want to give you some love in this, which, I mean, I grew up watching you, and you were, of course, an idol to me because I was a lefty like you. Uh, my son is growing up in the mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. Mean streets, my that's okay. where my that's my home. That's and he is like. definitely not getting a laissez-faire upbringing. I heard him on the phone Stop. the other day. Stop! I've been trying. I have been trying to he make up for. Honestly, that was one of the greatest mistakes of my life. Oh, stop! Steve. It was. We have I, honestly, we and I, I'll tear up thinking hey, about it. And I will go no, to my grave no. 
telling the Don't Sims family, again. I screwed it up. Uh, never again. Don't One worry. thing we but, you know. know. But, but, but forgiveness comes yes. over time. Right. And we move on. Yes. One thing we know, when you talk extemporaneously all the time, you are going to step in shit from time to time. Don't we worry. do it all but, the time, and sometimes we jump thing. in it with both so feet. I, I, I really appreciate Chris and Phil for their forgiveness. Oh, come because, on, Because uh, it means a lot to I me. Don't, he, he wants to just poke the bear there a little bit. No, I'm right. trying to think of a way to bring it up. <laughs> I, I, I actually, Mike, haven't misspoken very often in yeah. my life. Yeah. And I have. so when I have, uh, it's You remember it. It right. sticks with you. Right. right. So, but I wanted to tell you, in honor of you, my son, who was going to a little private school for like two years, he made the switch back to public. He's in seventh grade. Right, because he wants to go to Greenwich High School and play, and play on Steve Young's field. Right, <laughs> Greenwich High School's got a great home stadium, and it says Steve Young on the top. Let me tell and it's you, really Chris, cool. uh, people, don't, people think Greenwich would be the tennis golf school. Best the football public, team in the state. It is the best football team in the state. Exactly Mike, right. I know you wonder about that, but it really is true. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate, I've, I've been on the mean streets of Greenwich. I've survived <laughs> the mean streets. I'm glad you got out. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so, uh, Tell us what you have going on with Dove. So Dove called me. I, uh, Chris, the first, Mike, the first year in California history, in, uh, CIF sports, they allowed girls to play flag football. Yeah. My girls, a senior and a freshman, went out for it. Right. The coach, after they'd gone out and made the team, they said, hey, do you want to come help? I went over and helped, and I was blown away at the emotion that the girls had in being included. Right. They didn't know the game. But they were included. By the end of the season, yeah. both of my girls at different times said, this is my favorite sport. Oh. And all the girls felt that way. So Phil, so Dove called me and said, we have this stat that oh, half of the girls in America, when they turn 14, leave sports because of how I feel about my, how oh, I feel right. in my skin. Right. So they've created a scientifically backed process for coaches to use language, use proper you know, just how to empower and inspire girls to stay with their sport. Right. And they called me and said, do you mind go proselyte that, that for us? I'm like, after what I watched this fall, yeah. I'm in. Right. So I, I, I have a lot of emotion around girls playing sports, the empowerment, and then obviously flag football is now in the Olympics. Yeah, girls flag amazing. Girls flag football will take over gymnastics. Wow. In 10 years. Wow. It's gonna. It's it's an explosive thing. Wow. It's everywhere. It so, is. It's really cool to see. So you know the empowerment for girls and Dove. I'm, I appreciate you bringing me on and talking about it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. All right, uh, awesome. Steve. Congratulations on all your success. It's great to see him. The MVP of Super Bowl 29. The last time the 49ers won it. Steve Young. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah, Steve. Left these rules. Left these rules, right. baby. All right. We'll all be back with PFT Live right after this. Tonight, tonight, it's coming tonight, hot damn tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific time at the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook, the joint mega Super Bowl picks podcast, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, PFTPM, live audience, it's free, be there. We'll make our picks, we'll answer questions, we'll hang out, we'll have some fun, and afterward, we'll go find a craps table. We'll be back with Justin Jefferson right after this. Seems like forever since we've seen the gritty ball. <laughs>
There it is, week 18. Justin Jefferson, he was the offensive player of the year for 2022 and would have been again this year but for that hamstring injury in week five. Would have had 2,000 yards this year but for that hamstring injury. Oh, my God, here we go. And here he is, Justin Jefferson. I've been waiting all week. I've been waiting all week. Let me enjoy myself. He wouldn't even be sitting here. He'd be getting ready for the Super Bowl, damn it. Yeah. He literally, like, when you make plays like that, I, it's like, it's such fanboy, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he literally will be like, I don't know why they don't just throw it to him every play. I don't know why they just, I don't care dog. that he's quadruple covered. Just throw it up to him. He'll probably catch it. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what he is saying every week. Yes. Well, and you know what? If you don't get injured and if Kirk doesn't get injured, I fully believe you wouldn't be sitting there right now. I, I think agree. you'd be in the hotel or on the practice field or wherever we're getting ready for the game. I agree. I agree. I mean, just... Well, what I was doing, you know, before I got hurt, um, you know, just how Kirk was playing uh, before he got hurt. So it, it, it just was a tough season, you know, just with all of the different injuries, uh, even a turnover battle that we was facing every single week. Yeah, um, the fumbles you know, early in the year, right? The, yes, man. It, it, it definitely was a, a difficult year for us, um, you know, just with all of that has happened, you know, but uh, – I'm still, you know, grateful by just, you know, finishing the year off uh, with a thousand. Um, you know, of course, I wanted to, to you know, hold that that um, uh, consistent, you know, battle of getting yeah. a thousand yards yeah. every single year. Right. Uh, so, you know, even missing all of the games that I did, I was I was definitely happy to to uh, achieve that goal. Yeah. So, who do I have to go see? Who do I have to bribe? Who do I have to threaten to get you paid and get Kirk paid and to run it back one more time? Wait, 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 wait. Just like, just a second. This guy now, he is so all in on you. He's in on Kirk Cousins now, too, right? Yeah. He was Mr. Mr. I love him. I love him not. I love him. I love him not. Hey, after now, that San Francisco game, I love him. It's a love-hate love hey, love relationship. Huh? It's don't a love-love. Love. Like, we got to have more cousins than Jefferson. Hey, man, that's that's my guy, man. I, hey, I, I'm not sure what you got to do. I'm not sure how much you got to put up. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, I'm, I, I will always continue to be myself. I, I will always continue to play the game the way I know how to play it. Uh, and I will always give my all out there on that field. So I know the money is going to come. I know the contract is going to come. Um, I'm just going to be waiting patiently, patiently you know. Um, Did your patience run out at some point? You know, it, it, it kind of gets frustrating, you know, at, at some point in time. Uh, you know, of course, you know, just what all I have, you know, done with the, uh, for the organization. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough sport. Yeah. Injuries you know, happen. Of course, of course. And, you know, I, of course I know that. You know, I'm still, you know, early in my contract, my rookie contract, uh, but no one has done what I've done before. You know, uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, excited to just be a part of the organization. Uh, and hopefully they, they feel that I'm valuable enough to, to give me, it doesn't matter the amount of, you know, zeros, but uh, I just want to play football and want to be a part of the organization that, you know, values me and wants me, wants me there. And at a certain point, and it sounds cliche, but it is about respect. It's what sure. the numbers represent sure. that sure. you recognize and you acknowledge and everyone knows what I am and for what sure. I do for this team. Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's what you're going to have to, you know, keep in mind. You know, of, of course, just like I always say to, to everyone that asks me this question, um, you know, when, you, when you're going out shopping for a car, you try to, get, you try to pay as, as, le- as least as possible, yeah. even though you know, that it's an expensive car, right? But you try to you try to get as you as, try to nickel and even if it's ten cents little. off, right. you know you're gonna <laughs> right. try to get it all. Right. So uh, I know that it's a business. I know that you know they have money in their pockets that they're trying to keep. 
but I, I know the value that I have. You know, I know that what I bring to the table for this team, uh, and I know the value that I have every time I step foot on that field. So um, I, I have faith in, in my circle, the people that I have, you know, talking for me uh, in, in, in the conversation with the, the contract. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to let it play its course and still continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, you should be paid. You should be paid as the highest receiver in football. And maybe like, you and Jamar Chase are going to duel it out for <laughs> richest receiver. Yeah. You know what I thought would be another good way to get him on the Vikings and make sure it gets done? I mean, he bought you prizes last year. Yes. Why isn't he going to buy you prizes this year? Wait, wait, wait. Why are we not going to do it? Does he want you back or not? There's, I mean, no, what prize, is this there's no prize for would have had 2,000 yards. I'm sorry. But we don't have a prize for that. But what about true. I'm that your biggest fanboy and I'll just buy you I, a prize because you're on my favorite I, I team? I would be willing to right? kick in a little bit for the contract <laughs> to get it done. Damn, see? Right. Just, if you think of something before but, we're done here, tell we, me. We don't do the prizes right. anymore after that computer last year. Damn, that thing was expensive. That was what awesome. the hell? Why didn't you just well, ask hey, for a car? The PC hey, but I'll got, put it right? to work, though. That's good. Yeah, I'll put it to work. I play, I play it very, very often, good. and I love it. I appreciate it good. so much. I appreciate it very much. Tell me about, like, the thing, uh, you know, we were hitting on this before we came on air a little bit. You were the man in college, right? Yeah. You got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, LSU, yeah. one of the greatest teams we ever saw. Yeah. You're in a whole nother stratosphere now. Sure. Like, I'm watch. I follow you on social media. Yeah. You're hanging out with Travis Scott last week <laughs> backstage and all these ballers. Yeah. Kind of just talk about kind of life and like how you're handling all this. Yeah, it's been interesting. I would say um, I've been places where I only could dream of, met people that I only could dream of. Um, you Doing know, just, big time commercials. Yeah, man, it's it's been a journey, dog. I, I'm I'm very blessed. I'm, I'm very blessed to be in a situation that I'm in. Uh, with all of these different opportunities to meet different people, to, to have all of these different ad- endorsement deals, uh, and just to be one of the faces of the NFL. It, right. It's just something that doesn't come very often, uh, especially where, where I'm from. So uh, I'm definitely grateful, definitely living through every single moment that I can um, and, and trying to enjoy every single moment that I can. I understand that this life is short and football won't last forever. Right. So um, while I'm you know, on the top of the platform, uh, I want to experience all of the stuff that I can uh, and enjoy, you know, it as much as possible. So yeah. I, I, it's, it's been it's been a journey. And cool. Justin, you know, the other part of it too. This is a testament to your character and your upbringing. That and this is something Patrick Mahomes has done or has not done. Yeah, you haven't changed. Yeah. You're still the same guy. You're not big time now. For sure. You're not. Oh, we're not going to go on the show with these two dumbasses. You know. <laughs> you, you, you still. You're, you're still the same guy. You's all. Well, you buy him gifts. That's true. But even if even if we hadn't, you still. Sure. You still are the same guy. You're oh, still sure. grounded. You're still who you are. The fame, and everything that goes with it, hasn't caused it all to go to your head. Oh, and that shouts out to my to my family. You know, to my mom and dad for for teaching me. How to, to how to be that way to to keep my head on my shoulders, uh, to not let the fame and the hype and uh, you know what I'm doing uh, kind of change the way I, I, I truly am, and uh, I, I will always continue to be that, that way. Also, you know I always will continue to be myself uh, and won't change. You know for the contract for all of the money that I have, uh, all of the fame that I have. You know I will always continue to have the relationships that I have with the different people. Um, and, and I always know that, you know, it goes a long way just having uh, that type of relationship, you know, just being a good person other than just, you know, being good on that football field. We're running out of time in our show. 
but we got to let you take care of your folks' sleep number. So oh, give yeah. us your sleep number pitch as we go out the door. Now we already know sleep number is the best bed of all. 80% of NFL players use the sleep number smart Amazing. bed. 80%. Right. That's a big number. That is. I need to get me one. You still don't have no, one? No, I know. How I many s- times have I been on here <laughs> well, and I've talked about the sleep we numbers give, you give and you don't me have a bed get, yet? Get what is going on? Bed. Sleep number, what is going on? We don't have a bed for him yet. We're coming on here talking about the bed. He doesn't have a bed I don't yet. think they make him big enough for this guy. <laughs> All right, thank you, Justin. Good thank you. Awesome as always. Chiefs don't be here next year. Chiefs, don't man. be I'm here next year. Home, be getting ready for the Super Bowl next year. See you thank tomorrow, you, everybody. Good seeing y'all. Great seeing you. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.